Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? You know who I am by this point, Scott Cazzoli. You're on Causing the Effect. I am here with the man, Mr. (laughs) Harrison Crum of Crummy Marathoners, probably the slickest name ever created. Tell (laughs) tell me how this name came up, dude. Uh, Well, it wasn't that creative. My last name is Crum, so... um you know, my whole life, you grow up kind of throwing out the joke, crummy this, crummy that. And, um, you know, when, when we were looking to start a podcast about running and and marathoning, and we can kind of get into that later, but, um, I said, what better name than the crummy marathoners? Well, the problem was when we put out the crummy marathoners, nobody found us, nobody knew about how do we, you know, what is the crummy marathoners? Nobody was searching for that. So, um, the show is now called marathon training for beginners. Cause it's kind of an alternate, but oh, you know, by the crummy marathoners. Yeah. Oh, so my gosh. wife and I, we run the show and it's all about, you know, if you're a beginner runner and you want to learn how to run a marathon or a half marathon, then, then this is the place. Oh, I'm glad I got you here. So, okay. So this is my, my situation. I, I'm more into, I love the mindset of the, I want to get to, to that, to the long-term distance, but yeah, I'm yeah. slowly trying to become a runner. And I would say I'm very fit. I do my wake up 430, I'm powerlifting, whatever. But when there's a certain type of person it takes to be a, a marathon runner, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you started off, I want, I was curious about, you know, your story. Did, were you always a runner as a kid? Is this something that you kind of picked up? Did something happen? What, what kind of guided you to this path? Yeah. Good question. It, something happened. You know, I think for every runner, there's a story. Happens, yeah. Some, some, yeah, some, something, some of us are born with, you know, you just wake up and you start running and you're good at it, but that's like, you know, track stars and people who go to college and Olympians, you know, but the vast majority of us, we only start running because we have a why. And for me, it was my mother passed away oh. and she used to be a runner 15 years ago. Um, she would run a half marathon here and there and she loved it. You know, she couldn't stop raving about it. I knew that about her. And then, um, about a few months before she passed away, we were talking and, and, and we talked about, Hey, let's do a half marathon together. It was her idea. So I was, I was amped. I was like, this sounds fun. You know, train with my mom. And, uh, we were a, a few months into that and, and then she unexpectedly passed away. And so for me, it was, man, I, I want to do something in her honor. I had this void to fill and, um, running was, was sort of my one, my way to get out of my head, you know, and, and stop thinking so much about her passing, but to do something for her, do something to honor her. And that was my why that's how it all started. And I went from very little running to a full marathon. I didn't even stop for a 5k or a 10k. I just said, you know what, I'm doing a full, I'm doing my half, I'm doing her half. And that's how it it kind of forced me to jump right in. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I still make a lot of mistakes. Like this was back in just 2019. So, um, but, but yeah, that's how this whole thing was born. Wow. That's, that's really, I'm so sorry too about uh, your mom, but you know, hopefully it sounds like you're, you're really um, doing what she probably wanted you to do, right? She probably wanted Absolutely. you to do it before that. But yeah. you know, I think the, the, uh, the, the hard part with it for, for me, at least is just like, it's just once you get going, you know, and I'm pretty good at getting my flow state and trying, but like, I guess it's like being a little bit of a bitch, right? My, that uncomfortability. Yeah. How, how was that? I, it, how was that for, for, for people that, that you've helped getting through that kind of just that, that to get, cause I feel like it's something it's, I, I always compare it to like meditating. I'm a big meditator. It's like, yeah. I used to hate it. And then now I can't stop doing it. Cause once I hit after 10 minutes, you're in that flow, you feel good. Everything's relaxed. Mm-hmm. Is that very comparable? Would you say? 
I'd say so. I don't meditate and maybe it's something that I could do at some point, but never really looked into it. But, but running, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think after you do it so much and you repeat it so much, it becomes second nature and you really stop thinking about it. Um, you know, when you know you have an eight or a 10 or a 12 mile run ahead of you, you you don't really think about the distance. You just kind of zone out. And so I think for everyone, the first mile or two can be kind of a drag sometimes. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, you you just kind of, your mind goes to a different place. For me, I like podcasts. I like music. Um, it's kind of my time away. I can get away from work. I can get away from, not that I want to get away from my family. Right. But kind of take a little break and have some time to me Mm -hmm. and, uh, time to myself rather. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a time for me to kind of spend on my own. So would you suggest, cause maybe that's a problem. That's what I'm hearing. It's like, I, I always say I'm going to run for 20 minutes. Is it better to like set a mileage? Be like, I'm going to run three miles to start. And I feel like maybe yeah. that, that would work better. You think I, I would, that's my personal preference. Um, I'm working with a, a training coach now. This has taken me uh, a year to swallow my pride and finally hire somebody. But um, before I hire, cause he does some, you know, run for 45 minutes at an easy pace, but I, I'm a little more advanced now to where I kind of know what that means mileage wise, um, for someone who doesn't run regularly. Yeah. I would definitely set a mileage goal. And the reason is because if you just say I'm going to run for 20 minutes, well, that doesn't really mean much. You could do one mile in 20 minutes, right? You could just go walking outside and then boom, there's, you know, but if you really want to push yourself and say, all right, I'm going to run two miles in 20 minutes, that's a 10 minute mile. Okay, great. That's my goal. And you, you know, you have this goal and it'll kind of keep you accountable. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Now, now your, your wife, Mo, is that Mo? Yep. Mo, is she at your level with the running? Did you pull her into this? I pulled her into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's That's it. it. Yeah. She, she was uh, not a runner. She was kind of a figure skater as a kid and she did cheer and a couple different things. But you know, when we got married, we moved out to the East coast. So we're in, we're in, uh, we're in the Phoenix area right now. We moved to, to first to New Jersey for a little bit, then to Boston, lived out there about five years. And we started putting on weight. I mean, we went from being really good shape. Um, and we each probably put 20, 30 pounds on because man, you got cannolis and you got, you know, all the Italian food out there and it's a new city, new jobs, you know, we're straight out of college. And so we're thinking this is, this is awesome, but we kind of packed on the pounds a little bit. Um, and then uh, about a year ago when we moved back, probably two years now, we moved back to Arizona to be closer to family once we started having some kids and, uh, yeah, we, we really got serious about our health and, and running has been, uh, amazing for us to, to really not only slim down, but just get to a place mentally where we really feel productive and we feel like, uh, we're, we're just in a good place and our relationship has not that it's ever really suffered, but it's just, it's better now than it's ever been. So running has really truly changed our lives. Wow. Do you suggest, I, I mean, I, I, I've always been mixed on the, um, sometimes I'll wear the elevation mask and I think I could mm. run. Is that something you would suggest running? Is it, is that, is it just, is that just too much too soon? I'm, I'm really just being selfish. Good with question. This, yeah, this no, no, no. It's a great, I've never tried it to be honest with you. I would say most runners out there, elites or non-elites, they don't do that because they're outdoors running. Um, I don't, can you wear, you can wear that outdoors, can you? Or is it? Yeah, up? yeah. So, so all it's doing is um, you put it on and it's basically si- uh, simulating, uh, you could set it to 70, 7,500 um, okay. feet above, above elevation, 10,000 feet above elevation. So it makes it harder to breathe. But Interesting. I feel like, I'm like, I, I'm thinking about this through with you. Like, like, like you're my therapist for my running. And I'm yeah. like, I'm really, no, I'm really no, no. not setting myself up to, to win here. So. Well, no, here's the thing. If you want to be a, a runner 
And look, I'm, I'm a believer. We're all runners. I think we all have it in us. I think we all know how to do it. We're just kind of born with it. Um, so for someone to say, I'm not a runner, I, it's a mindset thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I would say, don't do the mask that you're talking about. I don't even know what it's called. Elevation mask. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, because you're limiting your ability and run running is a mental game. It's man, I just ran five miles. Are you kidding me? I've never run five miles before. Well, you're not gonna be able to run five miles if you've got this mask on, you know, holding you down. So I'd, I'd say hit your achievements, hit your milestones. And then if you're doing like a hard workout day where you, you, you're already running a half marathon, a full marathon, or, or, you know, whatever your goal is, and that's, you're kind of already there and you just now want to improve your speed and your efficiency, then that's probably a good time to in, implement something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. And would you, that sounds like there it's, it's very similar to like being successful, right? But goal setting, you're setting your goal for the day. Yeah. And then I, I think it sounds like, you know, to take it seriously, you should have maybe at least something, maybe the, the half mile, I mean, a half marathon or a marathon, maybe on a year, just for somebody like me, I'm saying, cause I do, I, 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 and I guess you could, I could talk to you about this too, of like, what, what would you say to somebody like me who's in the gym, bro? I don't want to lose my gains, bro. Yeah, I'm going to lose yeah. weight. How do I get that passed in my brain as yeah. well? I, I look, I'm not a bodybuilder. Um, I have no desire to be uh, super, you know, unnaturally huge. And, mm. and I don't know if that's going to put off any of your listeners or not. Um, no, but, no. Okay. So, but here's the thing some people have that desire, and that's okay. And that's great. I, I, I love people who have fitness goals in general. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's kind of a myth that if you become a runner, you're going to become a skinny um, twig. And and that's just not the case. I I do think though, you're going to, it's going to require more work. I think, I think running is going to give you a lot of mental benefits. I think it's going to give you a lot of endurance benefits. Um, However, yeah, you've got to probably eat more and, and you probably have to lift more I'm just speculating here because I'm not a lifter, um, but I would assume that you've got to do a little bit more if you're going to try to run on top of all of that. Yeah, no, and I just I I, I kind of I would say I like being having some muscle, but like I like to be an athlete, and I feel like some of these guys you can't like, if you can't, if you can't run a marathon. Like I'm going to play football tomorrow, and I'm not yeah. going to lie for Thanksgiving. Everybody, this is this will be you know Friday's episode, but. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this tomorrow. I'm not yeah. my, my, my cardiovascular sitting doing steady cardio. Right. There's right. something different between doing, doing, you know, an elliptical for 40 minutes, doing an incline treadmill for, for 40 or yeah. running for four miles, you know, getting there for four miles. And that's kind of, I've done it here and there, but yeah. I want to make it more consistent. Cause I just feel like it makes your, for your cardiovascular health, yeah. for your, you know, to, to just lower that, that those stress 100%. levels after you really feel incredible after you kind of commit something like that. Yeah. You know? It's, I always say it's your superpower, you know, and I'm yeah. sure lifting a lot of weights is like a suit feel, you feel like the incredible Hulk, but man, when you can run 26 miles or even 13 miles or even five miles, right you just feel this sense of accomplishment. I was a boy scout growing up. So I always liked checking the box, you know, Yeah, sure. So that's me. And and I'm sure you can get some of that from weightlifting, but, um, for running it's, it's very tangible. It's okay. You know, last year at this time I ran a half marathon in X and this year at this time I can run it in Y, you know, and, and I've been improving. And so it's very, very tangible. Um, and the goal setting part of it for me has been huge. The other thing too, is it's prescribed me a, a workout every day. You know, I, I have a plan that I stick to and I know exactly what I'm going to be doing that day. So there's no thought and I have to get it done before the end of the day. So for me, I'm a morning runner. I like to wake up super early in the morning and get it done. But, you know, for anyone who wants to get into running, I have kind of three Mm. things that they should be doing uh, or that they should do to get into this sport. So um, first thing is you need a good pair of running shoes. 
The second thing is you need to sign up for some kind of race, you know, and, and whether that's a 5k or a 10k, but whatever is a little bit above what you think is crazy. So, you know, if, if you're like, I can't even run a 5k now, okay, maybe sign up for a 10k. Um, and, and set that on the calendar. It could be virtual since COVID's going on and everything's crazy right now. Um, but put that on the calendar. That's going to force you to, to be prepared because no one wants to show up to race day unprepared. And the third thing is going to be develop a training plan. Now, whether that's someone who's a coach who can help you get there, there's a ton of free stuff online, especially if you're doing a 5k, 10k or, or half marathon. Now the full, there's still a lot of free stuff online, but it's, it's a whole different beast. So you, you need a little bit more specialty, but I mean, those, those three things, anyone can become a runner if they just stick to those. I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself to this. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign a, I'm going to do a, some sort of marathon a year from yeah. now for the, for, in dedication of this. I think, do it. I feel like three and a half, I may, I could do three and a half. I feel like I should, I should go for the 10, right? If, the 10K. How, how would K is three and a half miles? Yeah. 3.1. Come on, man. I'll, I'll bang, yeah, I'll bang that out. I'm going to do 10K. I'm going to do, okay. You, you heard you know, it here, do, people. Do a, do a 5K tonight. And then, and then, to, and then when you release this episode, boom, I, I like 5K. that. I like that a lot. Okay. Everybody listening. I'm doing, I'm really, that's it. You, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a, an Instagram snap my, my thing on my, on my, on my thing. So this is it. Tag, now tag me guys. Now I'm, st- how, I'm how did share. you just talk to me to them doing a 5k tonight? This, that's right. This, that's right. This works. No, but what's, what is your, um, what is your like training regimen? on a daily basis. And I want to move, I'm going to move towards the fueling piece that you mentioned too, but what's your, what's yeah. your daily routine look like in the morning? Yeah. So I'm an early morning runner. And the reason is number one, I don't like to run in the afternoon at night when I feel kind of weighed down. Cause I've eaten food all day long. When I wake up first thing in the morning, my body's just fresh. The other thing too, is I'm, I'm not all there mentally in the morning. So I don't really realize how crazy it is what I'm about to do. So, you know, when I have like a, a 15 miler that, that comes up in the morning, um, you know, if I wait till the afternoon or the evening, I'm thinking all day long, Oh, I'm dreading it. You know, (laughs) but when I, when I wake up in the morning and I've got this big long run ahead of me, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm not even thinking about it. Right. So that's, that's kind of my why. Plus I I love the weather in the morning. I love just just getting out there and kicking off my day. But as far as training, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's complicated, but it varies by day. So I'm at this point in time, I'm running about five days a week. Um, Sunday's my rest day. That's kind of for religious purposes. And then, um, Thursday right now is kind of a rest day as well. And so the way it works is Monday is a hard workout day. So I'm doing things like, uh, interval training, like, you know, you'll do one mile hard and then, you know, uh, two minutes or, or something like that, or a quarter mile kind of soft or easy, or, or even another mile, you know, you're kind of inner doing, doing some intervals. Um, and you're, you're repeating that three or four times. And then, um, Tuesday is kind of a, kind of an easier day. You run for 45 minutes, just kind of easy pace. Wednesday is going to be similar to, to the Monday workout. Thursday will be a rest day. And then Friday will be kind of an easy day to kind of get your legs warm. Maybe another 45 minute kind of slow or, or 60 minute slow run. And then Saturday for me is kind of that big long run uh, 14 miles, 15. Um, when you're training for a full marathon, you don't really want to do uh, more than 20 miles on that long run, because anything over that you're really subject to an injury and you're trying to show up to race day as healthy as possible. So then Sunday I rest and then Monday starts, I do it all over again. Beautiful. And, and, and you would say for five days a week, you're feeling relatively recovered by Monday with that Sunday recovery day thrown in. Yeah. What's amazing about running is after you've done it for a while, these 45 to 60 minute easy runs, we say easy, meaning not that it's an easy run, it's an easy pace, right? So um, 
I don't want to go into times just because everyone listening to this is going to have such different times that it takes them to run. But um, I'm not elite by any stretch. I'm still a beginner at this. So my times aren't crazy good anyways. But yeah, you know, when you're running an easy pace, you're more so it's kind of like a recovery run, which sounds counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people would look at that and say, you just ran six miles. How did you recover from that? Well, you're running at such an easy pace that your body's just kind of not working very hard. All it's doing is kind of maintaining your, your fitness and kind of helping your cardiovascular system stay in shape. So, um, and it's also mental too, you know, when, when your regular run is a five or six mile run, then, you know, doing a 10 mile is really not that bad. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I do, I'm not a marathon expert by any means, but I did dig deep into the endurance running just cause again, the mindset, the, um, the Moab to yeah. the two forty. Oh yeah. That's a whole different world. That's, that's crazy. Courtney DeWalter, yeah. Cameron Haynes, all these freaking people. It's like, what the, the yeah. hell? They're amazing. Yeah. But what? you know, they're, they're in, they're in more of the true endurance game where they're not going for speed. Um, which I'm not, I'm not discounting how amazing what they do, how amazing it is what they do, but you know, they're doing a 15 or 12 minute mile. You know what I mean? So they're, they're kind of just real easy taking their time. They're taking naps. They're kind of, you know, whereas a marathon, I mean, you're go, go, go the whole time. Not that a marathon's mm -hmm. easier than a 200 miler, not, not by any stretch, but it's just a different, different sport, honestly. Wow. That's so interesting to just look at it that. And so how, what is like a, a good, um, average mile in a, during a marathon, would you say like for, for somebody like yourself, like goals? Well, so, so I would like to consider myself kind of a middle of the pack runner. Okay. So I'm not like in, in last place. I'm not an elite. Um, I'm kind of somewhere in the top 30%, top 20, 30, 40%, somewhere around there. And so for me, a good marathon would be like a, like a four hour marathon or a, between a three and a half hour and a four hour marathon. So, um, that breaks down to about like an eight minute to a nine minute mile somewhere. Wow. in there. Yeah. So you're doing that for 26 miles. Um, whereas these ultra runners they're yeah, they're doing, I don't even know, honestly, it's 12 minutes a mile or, or even more 15. Yeah. Minutes, something 15 it's like two days, the, the more, but, but, but yeah. you're, you're basically, you're, you're letting, you're letting out the tank for, for four hours. Like yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. You're going and, and fueling is a huge part of it. Um, that's why the half marathon and the full marathon are two completely separate animals. The half, you can, you can make your way through the half a lot faster, of course, cause it's half the distance, but also you can sort of make it just on the fuel alone that your body already has in it from the night before. And from the days before of fueling, you know, eating lots of carbs and kind of getting ready for that. And, um, so with the full though, by the time you reach that half mark, your body's already depleted. So now you're relying on everything mm -hmm. that you've kind of taken in during the run. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to prolong by taking in the, you know, these gels that have a lot of carbs in them or these little waffle things. Um, you're trying to sort of prolong the amount of energy that your body has to hopefully make it to the end without completely crashing. So it's just a game of, of, of staying alert and, and keeping yourself fueled. Wow. That just sounds intense. Now I'm sure like there's some, is there something to it with, I, I would just imagine when you're, if you're running with a pack of people trying to keep up with a certain thing, like, how do you view that? I guess with you, like what you said, I want to be in that top 20, 30 feel of the, like, does that, does that really play in your mind? Or are you kind of just zoned out when this is happening when you're on that 15, 16, 17th mile? 
Yeah. And, and I hope I said it right. I meant like top 20, 30%, not 20, mm-hmm. 20 and 30 mm-hmm. runners. Cause yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, out of, out of thousands of runners, you know, yeah. no, you said it right. You said it right. Oh, so okay. like, yeah, so right. like if you see the top 20, 30% of people, I guess that would be yeah. how many people are usually in a marathon. Oh man. It depends. These world major marathons like Boston and Chicago, which I've never run. Um, there's 30,000, you know, runners, but, oh, but when God. you're, but the, you know, local stuff that I've run, you know, a thousand runners, maybe a few hundred to a thousand, maybe 2000, but but yeah, I mean, you, so you see people kind of running and, and what they do, it's really nice. They organize these races and they have pace groups. So um, they'll have literally a person with a sign. They've got a big stick and a sign and it will say the, kind of your, your target time. So for me, I'll pick out, you know, I've only run one full marathon. I've run two halves and I'm training for my second full. And so, you know, during my first full marathon, it was, all right, here's a, a four hour pace group. I'm going to stick with these guys the whole time, these guys and girls, you know, and um so this guy, you know, he's an experienced marathoner. He knows how to hold a pace the whole time. And so he'll hold that and you just stick with them the whole time. Um, and so you kind of have to gauge where do you think you're going to end up? And then that, that'll sort of determine, um, first of all, where you should start. Cause they kind of separate you into corrals and then, cause they don't want, you know, the, the six hour marathoners kind of getting in the way of the two hour marathoners. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And you, it, it's unbelievable when you start to look at some of these elites, how quickly they can run, but yeah. So you just kind of stick with your pack and and hope hope you can hang on tight. I would I would I would blow my load, Harris. I'd be trying to I just want to keep going, and that, that's the that's the problem. Um, so yeah. so tell me about the. I was curious to know, like at a point that if you were ever just totally depleted, you were at a point like where you literally felt like you're you're the body's gonna something something's off here. And how did you break through? Did you break through? Is yeah. that is that typical for marathon runners? Is this kind of what you guys do? Is just power through? Yeah. The goal is not to get there. And I think if you get there too soon, you're running too fast because your, your body, it's not like you can just say, all right, I average a nine minute mile on all my training runs, but I'm going to run a seven minute mile for this marathon. Your body just doesn't work that way. Um, you could try it and you could probably make it halfway through, but you're going to just completely crash. And so if that happens too soon, then you just, you started off too quickly or you didn't fuel enough. Um, for me during my marathon, I crashed right around mile 21. And the problem was, um, my fueling strategy, first of all, I didn't carb load enough the, the days leading up to it. I didn't mm. hydrate enough. And, and, and I'm sorry, Harrison, once you had, f- you had five miles left, right? Yeah. Five miles left. You had five miles left. Yeah. Okay. 5.2. Yep. And so, um, I also didn't hydrate well enough and I didn't dress for the occasion. So here in Phoenix, you know, th- this was in January that when the race started, it was like 40 degrees. So I got, I have my long sleeve shirt on and actually, you know what? No, it was a short sleeve, but it was one of those like that keeps your heat in. So it was a short sleeve shirt that keeps your heat in. I didn't have a hat. I didn't have sunglasses. I'm thinking I'm, I'm dressed great for the occasion. It's 40 degrees out. You know, I'm actually kind of cold, but this would be fine. And then, you know, I, I failed to realize this is eight o'clock in the morning, the race, I'm going to take at least four hours. So by the time I finish, it's going to be noon. It was like 80 degrees by noon. So the sun's beating down on me. I've got this heat shirt on and all these things kind of came together. And by mile 21, I just, what they call hit the wall, completely hit the wall. I, 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 I seriously had a panic attack. Like I'm not going to finish this marathon. Now, everybody who's been following me, they're going to be disappointed. My family's not going to, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll love me no matter what, but it's just going to be kind of embarrassing. I'm not going to finish this race. Um, and at that point I just powered through it. And, uh, you know, there was a one point between, they have usually aid stations, you know, uh, towards the beginning, it's every two to three miles. And then as you get towards the end, it's like every mile and between aid stations, it felt like an eternity. And I finally, I'm kind of just like walking at this point. Cause I'd ran, I'd run like 20 miles without stopping. And by that point I'm like, I'm like walking and I get to an aid station and they had bananas and I grabbed like two bananas and shoved them in my mouth, tons of water, as much as I could drink. 
and all of a sudden I was just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and then at that point I started running and, um, you know, but it was kind of a run walk interval to the point where I was literally suffering. And I think that was just an experience. I think that was, um, you know, me not really knowing how to fuel and how to hydrate and how to dress for the occasion, but now knowing what I know, um, I, I also feel like I wasn't strong enough to, my body was not strong enough to handle a full marathon. I didn't do enough strength training. I didn't do enough mm -hmm. miles during my training plan. So there's just so much that went wrong that I think as a marathoner, you can look at it one of two ways. You can say, I'm never doing that again, or I'm going to take everything I learned and I'm going to make this, I'm going to own this marathon, yeah, you know, and I'm, sure. I'm going to make it so much better my second time. Were you pushing your pace too? Was that, was that, I was kind of towards the beginning. Yeah. That was kind of happening. Yeah. So it all kind of came together just in experience. Mm. So if, if you keep having these fueling stations, could you just keep going in a way, or is it eventually you're just going to like, you still have to have that training to, to go another five or 10 miles or, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't think so. I think you probably could after 26, that's, that's considered anything beyond that's considered an ultra marathon. And, you know, you definitely could get there. But I think, yeah, you need to train for it. And I think you got to slow your pace down a little bit too. Mm. Um, what's crazy is I don't know if you follow David Goggins. I know oh, you're into Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. hell yeah. I just was just listening to some David Goggins. Yeah. It says it's, he did, I think he did a marathon without training. He's just, he's Yeah, shot. he's just, did. I mean, he's just, but he's also a Navy SEAL. And that's the thing. He always talks about, you know, just do it. Just, you know, but you're also like, man, you're a Navy SEAL. Like for you, that's a different just do yeah, and, it. You and know what I mean? There's actually, I, they have, um, I'll send it to you after this. They, they did like a, some science, science lab did like tests on his brain and the yeah. way that he conceives pain is actually not even accurate anymore. He conceives pain like pleasure. So it's, yeah. he's actually been able to like twitch these, switch the, the wires up, which is like the whole key. Of, if you could do that, you'd be, we'll all be crushing it, right? I'd be lifting yeah. more in the gym. You'll be running a little harder. But, yeah. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to, to learn by, by picking all your guys' brains with, with this podcast. Yeah. Cause it's, um, it's interesting. I, I, for my notes here, what, what, running shoes do you recommend? Uh, I, I don't like to make a recommendation because, uh, Try everybody's, everything. everybody's feet are different. You got to go to a specialty running store and you got to, you got to try them all on. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta let the experts an analyze you. It's called a gait analysis. And they basically look at how you run, how your feet land, and they're able to make a good recommendation. So gait yeah. analysis. Oh, wow. Gate, yeah. G A T E. See, because I'm also going to make up another excuse for myself that I got this, that plantar fasciitis and that's always yep. an issue. So I need, yep. this is why I haven't been able to run. I don't got my gait analysis done. That's the problem. That's right. Okay. Well, and, and you also need to, you need to do some, there's some special stretches for uh, plantar fasciitis and there's also special exercises. It's, it's all come, it all comes down to strength. Your, your legs just aren't equipped or strong enough to, to handle that kind of running load. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. My last question for you is, is I know you went through the, the three tips that are useful, but any mistakes that you've seen beginners make that, that are kind of common, any major tips for, for people that are listening that, okay, I could do this. Any, any, anything else that could, could really, uh, end this baby off strong. You know, the only mistake I see and really not a mistake is, is just overdoing it. And, and I think just getting out there is, is the key. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But when I say mistake, I mean, you know, you need to know where your fitness level is and, and what you're going to do. If you listen to people like David Goggins, who are going to tell you just get out there and run. Well, the problem is you might injure yourself and then you can't run because you might literally fracture your, your feet or your legs. And so it's better that you slowly build. And so there's a 10% rule in running. You don't want to increase your weekly mileage by more than 10%. And so mm. as long as you stick to that rule, you should be okay. 
and uh, have at it, you know, make sure you get some good shoes, make sure you are not increasing by more than 10% and, and go have some fun. And uh, that's what it's all about. I, I would love to uh, chat with anybody who, who's interested in running. I've got my podcast. They can come join our Facebook group. And uh, yeah, we're here for you. Yeah, no, this is really useful. If you want to come on again, because I, I kind of want to, I want to pick your brain even more. Maybe we'll do like a quarterly, monthly running episode update myself, because now I'm stuck doing, I got to do three miles right now. So I'm going to get on this. <laughs> but um, guys, you could check out uh, Harrison and Mo Marathon Training for Beginners is the name of the podcast. You could check out the name of it underneath uh, this link. I'll link it beneath the Instagram. I'll, I'll you know, it, it is coming marathoners on yep. Instagram, right? We got that. Yep. I got I got something right here. Um, and we'll just take it from there. Harrison, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're you're a cool dude, and I wish <laughs> I wish. When's the next uh the next marathon you're doing? It's in February. It's going to be the Phoenix Mesa Marathon, and uh, we've got a kind of a big announcement. I, I guess I won't say it on your show, but my wife uh, may or may not be stepping up her game to do the, the oh, full marathon. Oh, wow. So. Well, I would love, you know what? Come on after your, uh, I would love to get how, how, how it goes and stuff and see yeah. if, uh, how you did. That'd be great. Sounds good. Yeah. Right, cool, Thanks for man. having me. Absolute pleasure, my man. Anytime. Uh, everybody, as always, stay safe, stay positive, keep running, and stay blessed. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. See ya.